the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. The word of the Lord reads like this from Psalm 42. As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they continually say to me, where is your God? When I remember these things, I pour out my soul within me. For I used to go with a multitude. I went with them to the house of God with a voice of joy and praise with the multitude that kept the pilgrim feast. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we bless you and thank you for this another day you've allowed us to see. Thank you for this preaching opportunity, and we do pray that your spirit will be in the midst. Someone God needs to hear from you. Someone is in the place where their heart is prepared. The ground has been tilled and the seed has been sown. And it is my prayer on today that fruit will come on this day as a result of the preaching of this gospel. Father, that someone might get saved, that someone might be delivered, that someone might return to fellowship with you. Father, that someone might realize on this day that God is real and he has care for his people. Spirit of the Lord, speak in such a way that it would be undeniable that you are speaking on today. Give me, Lord, the clarity of thought and speech that your word might come forth as the very oracle of God. I surrender myself a vessel in your hands to to allow your will to be accomplished in this place. Have thine own way now, God. Strengthen me. Use me. Glorify yourself. It's in Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving and expectation. Amen. And amen. Did you know, uh, Kettering family, that since 1949, uh, the month of May has been observed uh, as or set aside in observation of Mental Health Awareness Month? Since 1949, I mean, I thought, I kind of thought the mental health awareness stuff was just the last 10 or 15 years. But since 1949, an organization at that time, their name was the National Association of Mental Health. 
now called the Mental Health of America, began celebrating the month of May as Mental Health Awareness Month. And I suppose now, because of all the attention that is uh, being given to this subject matter, the increased stress that people are going through, the increased pressure that we have to deal with, and in light of just the, this, the light just being shown more brilliantly on the issues of mental health that people are facing every day, finally, we've woken up to realize that mental health is a real thing. And it is impacting not only the lives of us individually, but it is impacting the lives of us collectively. It has a great impact on our culture as a whole. Well, just in case you were wondering, depression and other mental health issues didn't just start 10 or 15 years ago. We've been dealing with this since the sin of man, since sin entered the world. Man has been going through periods and experiencing and dealing with varieties of mental health issues. Y'all just hang in here. We're going to get to where we're going. In fact, this very psalm I discovered through careful examination deals with the issue of mental health. I thought it interesting that we read the Psalms and we read various things of Scripture and we're not always clear. We take out of it what we want to take out of it, but not really clear what the whole subject is. This particular Psalm, Psalm 42, was written specifically to deal with the depression that the children of Israel were dealing with while in captivity in Babylon. Some of you know the story. They had Uh, rebelled against God. They had acted in their own way, and God had raised up Babylon, a heathen nation, to come and take them over and draw them into captivity. And he had already set the period of time that the period of time would be 70 years that they would be in captivity. And so this psalm, even as you look at it and pay careful attention to it, and perhaps depending on your Bible, it has an address or a title It says, to the chief musician, a contemplation of the sons of Korah. Now, a contemplation is a Hebrew word, maskil. The maskil is to give direction, to make one wise, or to give instruction. And this maskil is to give instruction or to make one wise regarding mental health, specifically the depression that they were going through in Babylon. So I'm going to guess that many of you, based on what we've been going through in the last few years, or perhaps the last few weeks, or even the last few days, could probably use some instruction and some wisdom and some help as it relates to dealing with this issue of mental health. Anybody? Otherwise, I'd just be preaching to myself. I want to talk to you on this morning from the subject matter, wise direction regarding mental health. With a subnote, a mass skill for depression. So when we dig into this text and we literally look to see what's uh, being dealt with as it relates to this issue of depression, the first thing that the sons of Korah come together to articulate is that there is a thirst for help. 
They give this analogy of a deer who pants for a water brook. And they liken the deer's panting for a water brook to be synonymous with the soul panting for God. Y'all still here with me? The panting happens when or as a result of exhaustion. It happens when there has been no rest given, but there's still energy being exerted. Help me, God. If you could imagine for a moment that a deer is running through the woods, and deer typically only run when they've been spooked or they're being chased. Let me talk to somebody. Sometimes we've been running because we're afraid of what we see. And we've been running so long or we've been spooked so well that we keep on going emotionally. We keep on going physically. We keep on going psychologically and we get to the point of panting with exhaustion. Help me God. Many people today are, are living in a place of being tired. We're tired. We're exhausted. Mentally, emotionally, some even spiritually. We're, we're just worn out. If it's not one thing, it's another. We're, we're exhausted from uh, the post-pandemic situations that we got to deal with. You get one shot, then you need another shot, then they need another shot, and another shot. And then they talk about you're going to get another shot. I'm tired of shots. And I mean, as much as I I get it, I, I understand the importance and the significance of it. But I mean, I'm tired. And I think we're, we're growing weary of dealing with all the conditions of the life that we're living. Tired of people dying on the streets and mass murders. Well, I'm tired of the reports. Tired of the issues of racism and sexism and, 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 and all the societal hate issues. And I'm tired of dealing with a, a Congress that can't get along and can't work out nothing together. They, they stand on one side and the other side. And now I'm just tired. I mean, we are, I'm getting to the point of exhaustion and, and our soul begins to pant and, and long for some rest. But there's no rest because the issues keep coming. Job issues, family issues, children issues, marriage issues, financial issues, family issues. And the stuff just keeps coming. And sooner or later, you just get exhausted. I mean, the stock market is up and down. If you're watching your 401k, you're in depression. (laughs) Food prices are off the chain. Milk costs more than a gallon of gas. Gas costs like you're buying a house. Come on. I mean, somebody ought to be tired. Somebody ought to be getting pushed to a place of exhaustion because of all the stuff that's going on. You thought you were going to buy a house at 3% and now the interest rates have gone up to 6 You can't do nothing. I mean, things just keep coming and coming and coming. And just about the time you think you're going to have some rest, here comes something else. 
And there is a, a thirst. As the text says, there's a panting and a thirst for some help because you can't catch your breath from dealing with all the stuff that keeps hitting you day after day after day. And the anxiety and the exhaustion is wearing people out. And your soul, and the word soul really represents your mind, your will, and your emotions. And they're exhausted. As I was enjoying some rest and relaxation of vacation this past week and turned the television on and watched this story of this latest mass murder, I couldn't keep watching. I was, I was already too exhausted. It's just, and so there's, there's this thirst in your soul. There's a thirst in your mind. There's a thirst in your emotion for rest. And so the psalm writer says, my, my soul, as, my, as the deer pants, my soul pants, oh God. He comes back in verse 2, he says, my soul thirsts for God. My thirst, my soul thirsts for the living God. My soul is thirsty. My, I'm, I'm exhausted. And the exhaustion, um, when you're running, when you're, when you're on the go, when you're losing fluid from the body, when you're, when you're losing, and the, the analogy here is it's just, it's the loss, it's the emptying. When the body is just emptying itself, emptying itself, emptying itself, there's this, there's this thirst that happens when, when the body is panting and you're breathing hard and you're exhausted. And, and he says, I'm, I'm, I'm thirsting. My soul is, is thirsting for God. And it's one thing to thirst because, you know, we have varieties of thirst. And I'll say this. Your thirst often has something to do with what you've been doing and what you're used to doing. Stay here with me. Um, you know, sometimes you have a thirst for water. Amen. For, for the water drinkers, um, when you've been out and you're sweating in the yard and doing this and that, you get thirst for water. Sometimes y- y- if you're, you know, athletic, you thirst for some Gatorade or some power drink or something that replenishes the electrolytes in your body and, and you're thirsty for that. And then for some, when you get home from work and you've been working hard all day and, and you get home, sit in your easy chair, you thirst for that beer that you drink all the time. And for others, when you when you're winding down for the evening, your your tongue, your your palate starts to thirst for that glass of wine that that helps you sleep every night. Y'all thought I didn't know. Um, See, we, we thirst for different things based on what we've been doing and based on what we're used to. And but in this case, the psalm writer says. God, my, my soul is thirsty for you. And my soul is thirsty for you, oh God. And not just any God. My, 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 my soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions is thirsting for the living God. Because the only thing that's going to satisfy my exhaustion 
emotionally, spiritually. <laughs> the, I, the only thing's going to satisfy is you, God. And so my soul is thirsting for you. Now watch this. The problem with a lot of people is they don't know what they're thirsting for. And so they try to satisfy the thirst with the wrong thing. Stay here. So when you're going through depression and you're already sinking, they think they are thirsting for something that will block their mind. Because my, but your mind's already exhausted. You don't need a mental blocker when your mind is already exhausted. Your mind has nothing else to put out. But what we typically do is go get uh, some other depressant that further puts you into depression. Y'all still here with me? Y'all do know alcohol is a depressant. Drugs are depressants. And I know for the f- professional drug users, y'all have uppers and downers. But um, they, they're only going to help the depression get worse. And so, so but, but, but what the psalmist knows that this thirst is only going to be satisfied by the living God. Um, because dead stuff can't bring life to my soul ugh, like the living God can. When, when my, 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 my soul already feels like it's dying and shrinking and falling within me, I can't go to that gold-covered piece of wood and rub on it and ask it to do something for me. I can't expect that that rock that has no voice is going to speak on my behalf. No, I need a living God. When you're in the middle of this the depression that he's talking about, when you're in the middle of situations where your soul is empty, oh, help me, you, you need a God you can talk to. You need a God that will hear you. You you need somebody who's going to answer back. Help me, God. I need. I, I I can't go bowing in front of some old statue and and expect some statue to do something. I, no, when my soul is thirsty and it's emptying out, I need a God who will answer from heaven. I need a God who will stand up on His throne and and say, Sterling, I got you. I hear you. I'm going to answer your prayer. I can't. I can't deal with these fake and phony mystical magical gods that people are making up in their mind no I need a living God because when your soul is thirsty when you're going through depression as they were in Israel having experienced all the greatness of God but now under the judgment of God and and having these Babylonians change their names, change their, their lifestyles, remove from them some of their privileges and, and all that they were going through and they were longing for what they had when they were in Judah worshiping the living God. Because then, see, what happens is their mind begins to reflect back. I know where satisfaction came from. And so there, there's this thirst that they experience for help in the text. And he says here, he says, the latter part of verse 2, when shall I come and appear before God? Because listen, the thirsty soul creates an urgency to get in the presence of God. Can Can I say that one more time? A thirsty soul creates an urgency to get in the presence of God. Even people who don't like 
going to church. When their soul gets thirsty enough, they'll start thinking about it. Say, Man, you know what? Everything I'm doing ain't working. And I'm, I'm, I'm depressed. I'm messed up. And maybe, maybe I need to go to church. Maybe I need to, maybe I need to pray. And so then they're praying. Maybe I need to, where's that Bible we have in the house? And they're looking all over the house for the Bible. And it's, it's in the trunk of the car. Underneath the spare tire. <laughs> so that thirsty soul is, is saying, we need to get in the presence of God. And so the psalmist articulates it here. When shall I come and appear before God? Because I'm, I'm thirsty for help. Second thing is, as he lays out, I think, well, uh, in this mass skill for depression, this mass skill for mental health. He says there are some trauma-inducing behaviors that he lays out here in the text that, if I can say it this way, only exacerbate your depression. Listen, he says, verse 3, he says, my tears have been my food day and night. First thing, he's not eating or drinking properly. What is he eating? What is he drinking? I'm having tears for lunch, tears for breakfast, tears for dinner, tears for a snack. I know no, nobody here can relate to that, but there's somebody curled up in their bed right now. They don't want to eat. I don't feel like it. I'm not, I'm not hungry. Why? Because their diet has changed to tears. Whew, my God, let me see. Um, when you're eating poorly or not at all, it exacerbates depression. It fuels depression. It's food for further depression. And all he's been eating and drinking is sadness. He's taking it in. That, that's been my food, night and day. Not eating anything. Not drinking anything. And now, I'll, let me say this. Tears can pacify sadness, but they can't satisfy the sadness. Did y'all catch that? In other words, it feels good to cry when you're sad, but it doesn't satisfy the emptiness and the sadness that's within. That's why the psalmist said, when am I going to get a chance to appear before God? And I only want the living God because that's what satisfies. And so he says here in the text, he, he gives, he lays us out first, the whole issue of diet. That's, that's a, another, that's a trauma inducing behavior. You just cry, crying, crying. You ain't eating right. You're not drinking right. And, and tears is your food. That's, that's a, a, an additional trauma inducing behavior that helps depression further. Then look at verse four. He says, I'm crying while they continually say to me, where is your God? So here's another trauma-inducing behavior. You paying attention to the negative conversation of other folks. The, the provocations. They're provoking you further into depression. I thought you was a Christian. Come on. I, come on. I thought you could praise the Lord through your problems. Well, Christians have depression too. Y'all didn't know that. But Christians go through depression too, even though they know the living God. That's messing with them. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, 
under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions and support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together. And we invite you to join us in person for one of our spirit-filled worship services, Sundays at 10 a.m. at the Legacy Center, located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, or virtually via our website, Facebook, and YouTube. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.